0: You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. It is Tuesday, July 18th. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm here with two of my four sisters. Liz Dolan is in Santa Monica, California. Hey, Liz, how you doing today? Well, I'm good, but my top story, Leanne, is
1: headlined Pasadena Den of Iniquity. <laughs> I just got—I had no idea the dark goings on in your hometown until I read. The uh, front page of the LA Times yesterday
0: <gasps> scandal. I mean, really, yes, it is a, quite a scandal. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're going to get to we're going to get to that today. And I have the LPGA's new dress code <gasps> scandal. <laughs> uh, Julie in in Dallas, Texas. What's happening no, right there? No, I'm not in Dallas, Texas. I'm in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Oh, Leanne.
2: really? Uh, when did you get there? And I <laughs> am I am talking to you at normal speed, but I you know, but I know that one of the new growing trends is speed listening or overclocking your podcasts. And I'm just curious to know if people are listening to us at 0.5 times the normal speed, 1.5 times the normal speed or chipmunk speed, that would be two (laughs) times the normal speed. And do we sound better? Uh, And in particular, any of the sisters in particular, do we sound better when we're talking faster? Because we're you know, always telling Liz to talk more slowly. Yes. Slowly. You can underclock me.
1: Can you turn some sisters up and some sisters down? That would be good. I don't know. <laughs> I,
2: don't know. I, I, just, <laughs> I just want to know if that's how you're listening to your podcasts. Yes. Are you speed listening? <laughs>
0: Well, we have 10 years of podcasts in our archives. So if you're trying to get through all 10 years, yeah, go ahead. Listen on 1.5 speed. I would say that's yeah. totally fine. Don't you? Don't you? Uh,
1: yes. I actually, Julie, you know, I asked you about that book, The Man from Moscow or whatever yes. it's called.
0: Yes. The he, Gentleman. He, it's,
2: it's a gentleman from <laughs> Moscow. Liz, yes. please. Not a man from <laughs> Moscow.
1: You're t- that's true. I was having a little trouble getting into it as I confessed to you on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Ago, so I solved my problem by overclocking it. I I turned it up. And so I, I listened to it at 1.25. And that was just the edge that I needed. I just needed it. I needed it to go a little faster.
2: Well, you know, this causes problems for people. People find that they, because they overclock so much, they can't, uh, you know, uh, operate uh, with a normal phone call. They find people no. are talking too slowly. <laughs> they find it hard to
0: interact.
1: Well, I can totally so, see that. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. If you want to find all of our archives, Liz, where's the best place to go for that now? There are two
1: really good places. If you go to to our website, SatelliteSisters.com, they're all there. Go to the Listen to the Shows page. It's pretty self-explanatory and we have a great archive. But to make it even easier, if you have liked our Facebook page, which is different than the Facebook group. So if you like the Facebook page... We have the pinned post at the very top of the Facebook page is a quick link to a complete audio archive. So if you're on Facebook, you ever want to listen to anything, just go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook page and boom, right there, you'll see the link that takes you to um, to the audio archive that's actually at Libsyn who uh, posts all of our shows for us. So okay. there you have it. Two excellent choices.
0: Good, good. We're going to take some time off in August, so maybe that's a good project for all of you in August. Uh, is to um, is to listen to our archive shows really, really fast and let us know how they sound. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Julie. I forgot. I, you said like five minutes ago you were in steamboat for Nana Camp, <laughs> yes. and I just mm, I guess I wasn't listening. Uh, no, so okay. you're going to you're going to that's tell okay. us about Nana Camp. It's happening now. There later yes, on I the am. show. I- I have. A, I'm going to give a full report
2: on the opening ceremonies and some of the activities we're working on. Yes, Leanne.
0: Okay. Also, a quick royal report from you. We're looking forward to that. And then, uh, Liz, Operation Sea Turtle back in back in gear here. So yeah, to- this
1: is the um, this is the mutiny report, Liam, on Operation Sea Turtle. Oh,
0: that's mutiny exciting. at Deepwater Aerobics. Oh, that's exciting! I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> and you bought a car this week, so that's exciting. Talk about I did. that. And uh-huh. then, you guys, I have two personal growth stories. One is exciting. The other proves that I have not changed one bit in 30 years. So uh I'm gonna... <laughs> way to go, sister. <laughs> All right. But, Liz, let's start with the scandal that uh, was on the front page of the LA Times yesterday. The coverage yes. was very – um it was in-depth reporting on something that maybe really wasn't news, but it was still – Exciting to read anyway, wasn't it? Yes.
1: Well, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, Shocking's a better word. Not exciting. Here's here's the headline. An overdose, a young companion, drug-fueled parties, the secret life of USC med school dean, sisters. So, Julie, you've been in academia a lot of your career.
2: Yes, I I started my career. I was was a, a dean of admissions at a number of institutions, so I have held that position, but that is that is very troubling, Liz. Okay, well, wait
1: till you hear this. So this guy's name is Dr. Carmen Pugliafito, and I would just like to note that the fine upstanding citizens of Pasadena, California, and much of this was going on right under your noses. I know. Well, it's <laughs>
0: troubling because it does involve some looking the other way by the Pasadena Police Department. So that's what's yes, very troubling bad. to the citizens of Pasadena. About some, mm-hmm,
1: some major looking the other way. So, anyway, this guy, Dr. Pugliafito, like Big Star, ran the Keck School of Medicine at USC, which is very highly regarded yes. internationally. He's a renowned eye surgeon. Uh, and uh, so he was like, Known the world over as an eye surgeon, but also was really great at raising money for the university, bringing other great doctors to the university. So you have that side. We'll just call him Carmen. You
0: have that side of Carmen. To the tune of like a half a billion dollars. I mean, these huge research grants from the U.S. government. He stole a very prestigious program away from UCLA, and that's currently sort of being being litigated now. He took a couple of doctors, a lot of research, and a huge grant over from UCLA. So yeah, I mean, he was a hugely successful administrator in terms of raising money and profile. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to ask yourself. How did
1: he even have time for all the rest of this stuff? <laughs> I this know. When I, when I read these stories about the these people with double lives, with like double secret things going on, I always think, where did they fit this in in their very busy lives? So here's what he fit in. In addition to doing all of those things for the University of, of Southern California, he was apparently um, keeping company with what they call a circle of criminals and drug users. He was a methamphetamine user he uh, here's one thing he really loved to do, Julie. He was partying in hotel rooms, cars, apartments and the dean's office at the, at the USC and taking video of their drug use. This was something wow. they just thought was really a good thing to have what they called drug taking videos. So they enjoyed that. And in didn't London, it, no one at no one
2: at USC like no nope, complained nope. about him or nope. said, let me hey, tell what's you what's up like, with Dr. Carmen. What's, you know, no, uh, no. Nope. Nope. He, I'll tell you how this
1: all unraveled. In one of these videos, he's in a tuxedo. He has an orange pill on his tongue, and he says to camera, thought I'd take an ecstasy before the ball, and then, <laughs> then he swallows the pill.
0: Jeez, some crackers.
1: They have video of him using a butane torch mm-hmm. to heat a large glass pipe outfitted for Matthews. Jeez. He inhales it and then unleashes a thick plume of white smoke and seated next to him on a sofa... Is a young woman smoking heroin from a piece of heated foil. Okay, so this is the other side of Carmen. Then last year, March of 2016, uh, he resigned. He was making 1.1 $1. $1 million dollars a year in this job as of USC um, Ahmed School, and he resigned and saying and said he was going into private industry. Well, it turns out that part of what prompted the resignation is that three weeks earlier. At the Hotel Constance in Pasadena, California, a 21-year-old woman, who they know now was a prostitute, overdosed on meth in his hotel room. They called 911. Uh, They took her to, Lee, in the hospital where you have been a guest, right, (laughs) Huntington? Yes,
0: it's our big, big, yes, big hospital,
1: Yes. The uh so they take her to the hospital. She survives no problem. uh the police sort of look around, they find drugs in the room, but you know it's Carmen, whatever, so they make no arrest, no arrests. yeah
0: really no arrest really really, really really Julie, really,
1: yeah. so yeah. they let this go, and then, like a few weeks later um. The there is a call to like his boss at USC and then a six minute call between USC and him. And this is this is what prompts his resignation. But they have giant going away parties. They did nothing. So
2: he's allowed to resign with, you know, with full status, full reputation, Mm -hmm. even though so Yeah, And so USC is just passing this bad seed on to someone in private industry, right? So they're going to hire this guy at some uh, other exorbitant salary. That is awful. Mm -hmm. It's It's awful. And And
1: even even up to the point where yesterday, when this hit the front page of the LA Times and was widely covered nationally, so you may have heard it in your local market, um, he was still practicing medicine yesterday. But today they announced... He will not be doing any new surgeries. <laughs> That's so. Anyway, so this this young woman, she is now in a drug rehab center. Thank goodness for her. Uh, that thank goodness that she's in recovery. Uh, but there was there was a witness who like went back to the police and said, "Hey, what's the deal? Like nothing going on here." Police still didn't do anything. So then that person came to the L.A. Times, and the L.A. Times dug in you know, as investigative journalists do, which is why we love them, and came up with this whole story. This had been going on for years, found all of these videos. And so this story, which had been completely swept under the rug, is now totally public. And luckily for anyone who needs uh, eye surgery in the Los Angeles area, he will no longer be, be operating on you. So again, I ask, who's got the time for the double life? I just the the story in the L.A. Times, Lee, and I'm sure you saw it. They have pictures of him. He raised money. Of course, he's got a picture with I Gwyneth Paltrow. I know, you know, like hanging with all the L.A. celebrities that he raised money from. Just unbelievable. I'm sure the fine citizens
0: of Pasadena are outraged i know and i uh, and there are several satellite sisters who are familiar with that hotel because when we did our book signing in pasadena i know that annie and chris stayed there like remember i told that story about worst girls night ever with the bar with the blue light that's yeah. at the hotel constance and this, and i was trying to get a special room rate for satellite sisters and they weren't weren't responding to me maybe they were dealing with this uh years ago <laughs> but yeah It's a, it's a terrible story, you know, it's just an, I, I, but as you said, Liz, who's got the time? Like, I I will never understand. I guess if you're on meth, you're up 24 seven. So, I mean, I'm not meaning to make a joke, but I think that's the time. It's the middle of the night when the rest of us are sleeping. That's when they're doing this. But it's like that other piece in the LA, in the New York times this week about the lawyer with the serious drug habit and how, you know, common that is for drug and alcohol abuse in the legal profession. And, you know, this was a guy, I mean, but he worked at the medical school. He worked with everybody he worked with was
2: a doctor. Know, you know. Or I know. Medical I professional. Know. And no one detected that he had any kind of drug problem. You know, you did. I you feel like there must you know, people must have sus- you know, been suspicious of him. I, they I just must it's, have. Hard to, it's hard to believe it's hard yes. to believe.
1: Because, Julie, as dean, you know this. Here's what it says in the Times. As dean, he oversaw hundreds of medical students, thousands of professors and clinicians, and research grants totaling more than $200 million. And he was a key fundraiser for USC, bringing in more than a billion dollars in donations. So nobody, anyway, it's just insane. But it also just, like, how rich and powerful people can manage to somehow keep getting away with this stuff because even the people that do have suspicions or do have evidence are willing to look yeah. the other way. It's an like unbelievable the poli- yeah
2: like the police what did he like- tell the police he just happened to be a physician on duty in the hotel <laughs> you know yeah. i mean you know that's 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 shameful too. So anyway that's
0: um yeah They're all right well that doesn't order. happen in my neighborhood in Pasadena i don't know <laughs> okay. i mean like you said I'm asleep by like nine fifteen. So I,
1: <laughs> I know this is why our mother
0: was right. Nothing good happens after midnight. People, yeah, just, <laughs>
1: just go go home, go to sleep, but just have a normal life. Very uh, true. anyway, of course, it's not funny when somebody has a serious drug addiction. But no. the fact that he, oh, the story is for everyone he dragged into his life with him. Right. And these are students and young people. So it's really, really shocking. Uh, we'll post it in the show notes so you can get a chance to read it. Very Pasadena den of iniquity. Who knew? <laughs>
0: he will never be the Grand Marshal of the Rose Parade, Lee. Never. <laughs> Over my <No>. dead body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to another scandal. If you've been following the Ladies Professional Golf Association tour, as I have this summer. I have not. Why? Well, no. Why? Well, why? Oh, why, Leanne? You're you know, not a we've, golfer. We've had a, You know, Julie, you say that, but I do golf, actually. So, so okay. I don't okay. consider. It's me- Leanne's secret double life, Julie. It okay. is. <laughs> okay. It is. I mean, I don't consider myself a golfer, but I do golf a half a dozen times a year all okay, right okay, get cool, out there cool. i hit the ball i'm terrible but i enjoy it i i can see why people like it my whole position on golf is 18 holes way too long don't have the time who's got the time but 13 <laughs> holes would be great if they would just start <laughs> making 13 hole golf courses i would seriously play more golf but um so uh, it was actually my father-in-law a couple of months ago said, have you been watching the LPGA? They got some great athletes over there. And I'm like, really? I mean, you vet my father-in-law. <laughs> 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 so he's, 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 a clairvoyant, clairvoyant, Liam. That's what I would say of
2: your father-in-law.
0: <laughs> so, so, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was really hot. I turned on the, the TV. It was the most exciting sporting event I've seen in a while. This American who, you know, high hopes won the amateur, uh, tournament six years ago but hasn't really been able to win an an lpga tour event was winning her first event danielle kang nice nice young woman i thought well this was really exciting like literally edge of your seat exciting and then again this weekend at the u.s open there was a 17 year old amateur in the lead well you got to watch that you got to watch the final round of that and she was beating the number one player in the world. And oh, and then oh, at the end, somebody snuck past her. The poor 17 year old had one bad water shot, Julie. And I think we can all, uh, you know, appreciate that. My game really hinges on one bad water shot. So. <laughs> Story of my life, Leanne. (laughs) It is. So, but the whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, well, these golfers are just super cute athletes now. Like, they just wear great clothes now, and they all kind of are able to show their own style, unlike the men's tour, which we discussed a couple weeks ago, Julie, where there are rules against the men wearing shorts, and you were you know, loudly advocating shorts for male golfers, the women can wear shorts or skorts or pants. And they would, they look very athletic now. It's almost like they're dressing more like tennis players. And, you know, they, of course they're golfers. They have great arms and legs and they just look great out there and it's hot. It's, I thought, well, these are really cute athletes. Uh, and you know, I say that as someone who appreciates what female athletes can do. So just today or this this week, the LPGA instituted new rules to roll back all the great stylish skorts. They're going after skorts, the LPGA. With they these, are? Uh, Come yes, on. With these rules that sound like they were written in 1952 by, like, Queen Elizabeth's secretary. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Why would they
1: do that? Why would you not want to be as modern and as contemporary as you possibly could be?
0: Again, and I these they, they're they not wearing bikinis they're just wearing like athletic gear where they can play their athletic event and look like athletes so nothing yeah. nothing has struck me as inappropriate and i think we can all agree maybe the single most unattractive piece of clothing on anyone is a golf shirt is it not yes,
1: <laughs> I, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, they just
0: they look terrible even the ones cut for women they are still sort of uncomfortable people are athletes are constantly tugging at them the shoulders Mm -hmm. don't work right if you have any boobs at all it looks like you weigh 500 (laughs) pounds in a golf shoe. i don't i'm just gonna say it so no So, you know, so no, the LPGA, they want to get rid of the racer back with a mock or regular collar, like no collar, no racer back. Forget those cute things that Michelle Wee was wearing. Plunging necklines are not allowed. And the the knot is capitalized. Like none of them were wearing plunging necklines. You can't really golf with a plunging neckline on.
2: (laughs) You can't really swing if you've got too much. No
0: right I mean, too right. much plunge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. all right this was my favorite one length of skirt skirt or shorts must and that's all capitalized be long enough to not see your bottom area even oh. <laughs> your bottom area at any time I mean, I mean they are living
2: in sort of a dream world because <laughs> <What>? <laughs> look look i mean look at other sport i mean what are they trying to hide i don't like, know I mean, yeah I mean, that's crazy. Every other sport, they're wearing skin tight body suits, yeah, right? Bikinis I mean, and beach sport. volleyball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Cause yeah. It's, Why, it's good. It's right. great. <laughs> we like it. Yeah, right. It's hot out there on the golf course. So I would like to stand with professional golfers. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm standing with the women <laughs> who have to play under these draconian rules. I mean, they're just sweatpants, not allowed. Joggers are not allowed. I was like, why on earth would you do that? Some of the golfers had great looking pants on and Julie, I know you don't like the white belts on men, but on the women golfers they look great they're and they're cute. like they're, they're cute. C- they're, they they look a little like just
2: ridiculous on men, but yeah. cute on
0: women. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leanne, I'm okay. glad you
1: have found an issue for the summer. That's yeah. Good.
2: That's that's <laughs> a good summer issue, Leon. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we're and uh Seems I'm like still a bandwagon
1: you can get on. I and noticed just, you were
2: I was just going to say, I'm hoping that the British Open, we're going to see some shorts. I think we are kilts. That's what I would like to see in this upcoming event. Okay. Could really improve that sport. Okay. Well, I Sorry. think if there's Did any you...
0: group of athletes, you look to really shake it up it's golfers, Liz. I mean, let's just yeah. yeah. say they've That's been true. on the forefront of social change <laughs> For a long time. But I think I would like, I'd like to stand with skorts. I mean, I think the skort is fantastic. I don't understand what the issue is. So, okay.
1: All right. Well, when I saw you tweeting a couple of weeks ago about things happening on the LPGA, I thought,
0: what is happening out there in Pasadena? Once again, it's just, you know, it was, a, it was a nail biter edge of your seat. The, the, it was the PGA tournament, Danielle Kang. I'm with you. It was fantastic. I know. Check it out. LPGA. If you haven't. And then I think you'll agree with me. They women look great. They look like athletes. Let them, let them look like athletes. Let, let them look em. like the athletes they are.
1: All right. Okay, I'm moving on to another story about um, the rich and powerful fallen, and uh, this was <laughs> this is a subgenre for you, now, Liz. <laughs> it's not that I wish this on anyone. I just think it's worth discussing when it does happen. But this is, you know, this creates an opportunity for some of us. Headline in uh, the New York Times business section, Friday, July 14. Uber offers a thankless job. And applications are flooding in. So here's the deal. As we've talked about before on Satellite Sisters, um, that guy Kalanick, who was the CEO of Uber, he was sort of pushed aside, remains on the board, but Uber is looking for a new CEO. So the way they describe it in the Times, it says, wanted a seasoned executive to take the top position at a troubled startup, must be willing to fix a broken culture deal with an aggressive predecessor battle a risky lawsuit and prepare the company for an IPO so right so no biggie right <laughs> completely broken down company however on the good, the good news is it operates in more than 80 countries and pulls in billions of dollars each quarter so uber's been around for 8 years you know so they they've got something going on so here are some of the top candidates for the ceo job uh, top of the list, Susan Wojcicki. You may have read about her. She's the CEO at YouTube. Um, I love her. She seems super smart. Susan Wojcicki also has five children, and is an outspoken advocate for you know better paid maternity leave. So, like, you just have to love Susan Wojcicki. Next person on the list, Adam Bain. He's the COO of Twitter. I know nothing about him. He should not get that job. Where's the Twitter? Twitter's
2: going nowhere. Twitter's And going I think to- he's also CEO of another company in addition to being CEO of Twitter oh, the at the same C-E-O. time. Sorry, this is the COO.
1: Oh, okay, so, okay. Yes, but you're right. Yeah, so that's not going to work. Okay, next one. David Cush, former CEO at Virgin America. And I would say I really enjoyed that airline before Alaska bought them. They had beautiful lounges and things. So I would vote for him.
2: (laughs) Uh, I mean, it was a very fine airline. I agree, Liz. And it had a purple purple lighting on the interior of the plane.
1: It just made you feel better. Yeah. And it is a transportation company. So, you know, I'm sure you can figure out Uber. Next up, uh, we've talked about her quite a bit on Satellite Sisters over many years, Marissa Mayer. She's the former CEO at Yahoo, and she was the big Google star before she moved to Yahoo. So she already got on one sinking ship, so this she, this might be right up her alley. And I'm glad she can land on her feet because her deal, as she walked out the door at Yahoo last month or whatever, was only $260 million. So she's going to blow through that pretty fast. She's yeah. going to need to Yeah. You know, Marissa Mayer on the list. And then last one on their list is Tom Staggs. He's the former chief operating officer at Disney. And I feel very close to Tom Staggs because I met him once in a valet parking line. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, they do
2: have the monorail list. They have a lot of trains. They have trains. Yeah. I can tell you, having just been to Disneyland, they have a lot of vehicles over there. Okay. That's true. Okay. Did you tell see you. the new
1: minivans they just launched yesterday? No, They're- I Vans that are going to go around the parks that are like Minnie Mouse-themed vans. Okay. Right? <laughs> Mini vans. Yeah. So uh, whatever. I, you're right. I feel like Disney knows how to move people around. And uh, so Tom and I are tight, so that's good. So, But here's your problem. Um, Travis... Is Kalanick is still on the board? So your most powerful board member tolerated sexual harassment, ignored the laws in many countries, he stole intellectual property from Google allegedly, uh, and he used their technology to evade local law enforcement. So you got him on your board. Now, Leon, you volunteered me for this gig on Twitter a few weeks. I believe
2: you'd be great.
0: And I didn't, you're I very
2: know. noisy, Liz. I think you could stand up to him, and you'd change the culture. We support that. You're okay, good as driver. As long Liz. as you, as long as all Uber cars would be piping um, satellite sisters. Satellite pipes.
1: sisters. Okay. Yeah,
2: that would, that at, would be at
1: the, one point five zero speed for <laughs> those kinds of people.
2: Um, well, here's what it would take. Like,
1: because it's Leon. You said in your tweet, like, I'm not doing anything right now, and I kind of beg to differ. I've got two podcasts. And three times a week, water aerobics. Okay. So, all right. I'm
0: sorry. You're right. Forgot the aqua aerobics.
1: You forgot about the aqua aerobics. So, (laughs) so here's the thing, just putting it out there. I know it's Ariana Huffington who's recruiting for this job. Like I enjoy working every other day. So if we could make that work, (laughs) like let's talk Ariana. Um, I do enjoy having a car at my disposal 24 seven, even though there's no chance I'm going to work 24 Mm seven, but I have a possible solution that is a sisters related solution, not so much us, Though, if we would like to, a job share, would you guys consider a job share?
0: No, I don't no. even, I don't even get an Uber cars. I don't want strangers driving me around. I don't understand the business model. I reject. No, it. it's good. land It's very nice. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> that's okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to my
1: favorite candidate, Susan Wojcicki. Um, her sister Ann Wojcicki was the founder of that company, Twenty Three and Me. Have you done it like that oh, DNA well, test?
0: yeah, yes. I want to do they're, it. I haven't done it. they waiting so for one of you guys to pay for it because we we'll all have the yes. same DNA, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't. That's something I don't want
2: to do to find out. Oh, next. I
1: totally did it. I totally did it. So you did I don't it. To- yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, like, I, I'm not going to blurt it out here on the air what you need to be concerned about, Leanne, but okay. um, like, and we'll have a sidebar on that. <laughs> All right. Well, My DNA is probably similar to yours, though not identical. Anyway, I'm thinking that the perfect job share would be Susan Wojcicki and her sister Anne Wojcicki because when Anne Wojcicki founded 23andMe, if you recall, they did get into a little bit of FDA trouble there for a while. So Anne knows how to break a few eggs, And Susan seems to be like a great organizer. If she's running YouTube and has five children, like you just got to bet on someone like that. So I'm just putting this out here. I think a sister's team running Uber might be exactly the way to solve their problem. So there you go, Ariana. Free idea. Just putting it out
2: there. Ingenious Liz. Genius idea.
0: <laughs> All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be back with more of the podcast. Leon here, and we want to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for supporting the people that support us on the podcast if you want to find the current deals from our sponsors for Satellite Sister listeners, go to SatelliteSisters.com. You'll see a whole blog post there. And you get all the promo codes you need for BarkBox and Harry's and Tula and HelloFresh and StoryWorth and RX Bar. Thanks, Satellite Sisterhood, for supporting the people that support us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back all right, Jewel, go ahead. Tell us all about Nana Camp. People are w- yes. want to know, how's it going there, Camp Director? Okay. We had opening ceremonies yesterday
2: in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. This is our third summer, I- I'd like to say. I have my 8-year-old grandson, Ben, and my 10-year-old ten- granddaughter, Alice, are up here for two and a half weeks of fun. And I'm, I'm very excited about this, Lee. And I'm almost, you know, this is they keep getting you know older and you know they still want to come and they still want to do this and opening ceremonies really entails just taking out a piece of giant piece of paper and we make a giant list of all the fun things that we want to do here in steamboat you know that ranges from hiking to swimming to floating to kayaking to going to the rodeo to going to the library putt putt golf you name it we, it goes on the list and then we, then each day we try to do fun things. So, oh, it sounds fun. <laughs> it does sound fun, doesn't it? Uh, this week in particular, we're calling Checkers Week uh, because, <laughs> you know, they don't know how to play checkers, and right now I am beating both of them at checkers. Uh, so that makes that makes Nana pretty happy. Okay, they think it's some exotic game, ch- checkers, because I don't know somehow. They, <laughs> Because it doesn't then,
1: involve a computer, is right? This, well, this, of course, this,
2: course you can. Of course now you can play it. Play it on the iPad, Liz. But we, oh. you know, we try to li- limit um, limit all of the electronics just outside as much as we possibly can be, and. Uh, I would have to say one week link of Nana camp is crafting, you know, cause Nana is not much of a crafter, but we do have one big craft project that we're going to be working on. And that would be Liz has assigned us to make a banner slash backdrop for the Klarman stampede, our family reunion coming up. Uh, this will be, uh, well, ha- I guess this will be on display at the Saturday night event, uh, behind uh, for for the talent show right liz that's what that's you...
1: the idea i wanted a backdrop we have a small stage for the talent show and the but it's positioned in front of the neighbor's super ugly uh garage so i thought that a backdrop would we would appreciate having a nice backdrop in all future viewing of the photos and videos of the talent show
2: Okay. So that, so that's a big project that we have going. We have, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to consider the various, you know, we discuss things here at Nana Camp on how we're going to approach projects. So we don't really have that done. And I would have to say the other big topic of discussion and there's been a lot of back and forth on this, um, and that has to do with the uh, what they are going to be performing at the talent show um, at the Klarman Stampede. Now, as you know, Liz, the request went out from Allison Ben's mother, my daughter-in-law Vera, for a keyboard. So the two yeah. of them you know, are going to. I think uh, you know Vera because Vera's Russian. She, I, I think she thinks this is like um, a talent know, show. A, a like... talent show, Leon. <laughs> okay. Yes, like the Russians would have. talent. Talents, right? Musical talent. They have a lot of musical talent. (laughs) Any kind of, they're they're very talented, those Russians. I know that from a gentleman in Moscow. (laughs) They all can do everything, and they do it really well. Okay, so she won, you know, Alice and Ben do take piano, so they are going to, they're going to be some keyboarding skills. And uh, I would say that they're both resigned uh, to performing key (laughs) (laughs) They <laughs> performing on the keyboard. But uh, but um, Alice, who, you know, because we were hoping to meddle at the talent show, my grandchildren, uh, and I really felt that Alice had a s- solid gymnastics routine, but we're really worried about where she's going to do this because she does take gymnastics, but she is used to doing her floor exercise on a gymnastics, you know, bouncy, spongy floor. And I said, no, Liz's backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough there. You get, you get she's really going to. So she wanted she wanted me to ask you specifically, how much space does she have to work with? Because we're going to chalk it off out out here in Steamboat <laughs> and make her practice in the space. So what would you how, how much space does she have? Liz, OK, her?
1: I'm glad you bring this up, because I also wanted to share these dimensions with Leah who because you're choreographing your right. glampied. The glampied. It's not The stage is not that big. So the stage is eight feet by four feet. I'm, I'm actually getting little risers, so you won't be on the ground. You'll be on a riser, but it's two four-by-four four risers to create an eight-by-four. So eight across
0: and four deep. Okay, so, but that means she could fall off the riser yeah, doing a backhand. Yes Any of us could fall off. All of us could, <laughs> yes, of it us does. could <laughs> fall off. involve. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Right. I think we're going to need spotters uh, around okay. the risers for all of these events lists. Okay. So I that's... mean, we'll,
1: uh, we can rethink this plan for the staging, but okay. no matter what, there's not going to be a lot more room than that, even if we okay. get rid of the risers. You know the dimensions of my backyard. And there's a lot of hardscaping back
2: there, as you know. I know so, this is what, yeah. so, so we're, she's, yeah. we're really limited. So, so okay. then last night, another big phone call home to mom, and Vera suggested a puppet show, because that would involve all, oh. th- you know, all four of my grandchildren could participate in that. Uh, so there, so we may have, we may be bringing a puppet show as well, Liz, which is a real crowd pleaser. It is. Yes. Yes. And I, so I think that could be uh, adorable. So, uh, so they're working on it, but, but we're not settled yet. What our final routine is, but we're still going to need that keyboard, whatever. Don't, don't Okay. We got the
1: keyboard, keyboard locked in.
2: Mm-hmm. But that will keep us busy. So during uh, uh, during Nana Camp, in addition to some of the highly active things that we're going to be working on, we will be out there. I'm going to chalk off this stage, and we're going to be working with that. So, uh, okay. uh, so will there be That's a mic cool. available? Because yeah. uh, Ben has a crowd pleasing rap. It's interactive. That that I get again. I think might be able. He might be able to meddle in the spoken word <laughs> department of. Of, of the talent show, this and is all good reminders, and, and there better be prizes, Liz. Yeah. I'm just a little yeah. FYI. Okay.
1: No, I'm just thinking like the the medal stand I have not secured. Like, <laughs> okay. okay, what writing are you doing, that Liz? down? Metal right. stand and prizes. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the reminder. Okay, Okay. Hey. <laughs> prizes. Yes.
0: Okay, moving on. Well, I, I've been working on some areas of personal growth lately, much like uh, much like Julie's grandchildren. And so I wanted <laughs> to talk about I had success in one area and no success in the other area. So I was digging up, going through some papers and looking for photos for the family reunion, as you requested, Liz. Just anything that I might have that I could bring up that would be fun for people to see and i came across a box that i took from mom and dad's apartment with a variety of things in it and one of the, one of the things that was in it was a package of letters i had sent when i was a junior in college from my junior year abroad in athens you know oh, remember that's nice. wow. and mom's state I know mom saved them. First of all, I wrote them and mom saved and (laughs) second part, mom saved them. So I know we have a lot of people who have kids in college and maybe they're doing a semester abroad. Have them write you emails. I know they won't write you actual letters so that you can print out and save because I really enjoyed reading what I was doing 30 years ago when I went to Athens, and I was having a fantastic time. The first couple of letters I wrote were from the first couple of weeks I was there, and we went, and we had a fantastic tour of the Peloponnese in the beginning, and we studied modern Greek. My group from college, there were like 14 of us, and we went to you know the greatest hit sites, Mycenae and Olympia, and, and it was just fantastic, and you can tell I'm just rapturous in the letters about how great it is and what how meaningful it is to be there, and after studying Greek and and Greek literature and Greek archaeology for three years at college to be there. It's great. And then, then then, here it comes. At the end of the letter, Then, but I do spend several paragraphs complaining about how slow the service is at Greek restaurants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at Greek
0: restaurants. I go into excruciating detail. About how long it takes to get a menu, how long it takes to place an order, and how it can take 45 minutes to get a bill when you're at a taverna.
2: So no overclocking going on in Greece, Lee.
0: I mean, Greece is like the cradle of democracy and the cradle of slow service. And I am complaining about it. And I'm thinking, what else was I doing? Like, we were sitting in beautiful tavernas on the water in Monemvasia. Like, when you go order fish there, they're like, okay, we'll go catch the fish, and then we'll cook it for you. And yes, it takes a while. What was I doing? I was 20 in Greece. What was I complaining about?
2: It's You're just... sitting there fidgeting, tapping your foot. I can imagine it, Lee, because I've,
0: I've seen you do it like, you know, maybe a month ago. Yeah. I'm still the same person. And first of all, yeah. I had to laugh that I thought mom and dad would enjoy this portion of the letter. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> well, the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. And I've seen all of you get a little itchy over service, too. So I just yeah. have made zero progress in this. I had an issue with service when I was 20. Now I'm in my 50s. And people say, like, oh, are you going to retire to Bend, Oregon? And I'll think, yeah, well, the service just isn't very good there. <laughs> I mean, that's what you've said about that place. When well, You could never live there. I, I know. That's
2: true, Liam. Just... Zero. It's good it's good to
1: know that about yourself, though, that <laughs> speed of customer service is just
0: one of your priorities. <laughs> it's, it's a top priority, Liz. And it it's unwavering. Been. Unwavering, Liam. <laughs> so... Okay. Check. Zero personal growth. But on the other flip side of this, this summer, my son Colin and I decided to take one of those master classes. Have you seen those advertised perhaps on your Facebook page? Where I you- thought those were fake, Leanne.
1: Honestly, I just, I just assumed that, no, they can't really have like Steve Martin teaching
0: classes. But then I saw him on uh, Colbert promoting it. And I was shocked. You know what, Liz? We, Colin and I, are taking Aaron Sorkin's screenwriting class. We're not being, it was just not an endorsement. Uh, We're not being paid for this. I just (laughs) decided, we decided to go ahead and take it together. So it's 35, like, little individual video lessons. And then there's also classroom assignments. And there's, you know, a group that you can join. And they don't make the promise, but they do say, like, Maybe if you post your work, Aaron will look at it, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's it. There are no Mm -hmm. promises. Are you writing a screenplay together or you're each writing your own screenplay? We're each writing screenplays. So we're not writing a screenplay together. Um, so, but someday we're going to do our coming of age robotics movie. I mean, it's coming, Julie, we're going to do it, but, um, (laughs) okay. It's coming. <laughs> the
1: world is waiting for that. Yeah,
0: it's got it's got all the elements. We know what the story is. I lived it, uh, but um, but I have to say it's been really great. So if it's occurred to you, if you've seen those things, and you're thinking, really, David Mamet teaching playwriting, or Shonda Rhimes TV writing, or Hans Zimmer doing film scoring. I would recommend it. It's 90 bucks. And I think for 90 bucks, you get about 100 bucks worth of information. So I think think it's a good ratio. Like, could you watch this Aaron Sorkin thing and then go write a perfect screenplay? No, you need more information. I've taken screenwriting classes. I've written a screenplay. I sort of understand the beats of screenwriting. So you're going to need to supplement it. On the other hand, it's Aaron Sorkin talking Mm -hmm. about screenwriting. And he uses a ton of examples from his own personal work, from the American president. And he talks really, really fast, too. Yeah. So I bet you get a lot of information, does you do You get a lot, he but he's funny and charming. I mean, he's not a super fast talker, but, uh, but he, you know, uses a lot of examples. Like, if, even if you're a West Wing fan and you have no interest in screenwriting— I think you would actually enjoy the lectures because he plucks episodes of West Wing and he sort of dissects them and uses them as, you know, um, as examples. If you like The Social Network or Steve Jobs, like he's written some incredible screenplays, Moneyball. And so when he uses the examples from his own work, it's pretty powerful. So even if you're a fan of his writing, you would enjoy it. And, uh, I just read an article in the LA times about the guy that started it. He was, you know, went to Stanford, of course, and Silicon Valley, blah, blah, got some startup money, but he was sort of inspired by his grandmother who came to this country and she was a doctor in the former country that she lived in, but she couldn't be a doctor here. So instead she just taught doctoring to like the kids in the neighborhood and they became doctors. And you could you get the sense that this concept of mentoring is pretty important to Aaron Sorkin. Like he's reached a certain point in his career and he wants to turn around and give back, and that's what people have said. James Patterson teaches fiction; you can take that class. Usher teaches the art of performance, which is kind of a cool idea. Like you're never gonna be able to sing and dance like Usher, but knowing no. what how he thinks about putting a performance together and what that means to him, that actually has pretty broad implications. So I think have,
1: Julie, you might want to play that at Nana camp for your grandchildren. I, <laughs> yes.
0: I, just, I just wrote that down. I like, <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna sign up for that. Yeah. Well, okay. Julie, come coming soon. You're they're gonna once they master checkers. Gary Kasparov teaches chess like that's in the fall. They're launching, uh, Dr. Jane Goodall teaches conservation. I think this is a cool one for any entrepreneurs. Diane von Furstenberg teaches building a fashion brand, you know, Frank Gary design and architecture and Annie Leibovitz photography. But the, you know, the, the people who, the guy who created masterclass, they said agents were shaking their head. Like, why would these people do this? Like, why would James Patterson sign on? Why, why would David Mamet sign on? And he said, some signed on for money, straight up money. They get a percentage, but others just really want to give back. So we are really enjoying our, uh, our screenwriting class every afternoon. We put it on, we watch for an hour, we take notes. It's pretty dense, the material. And I think we're getting to the end now, but then we talk about stuff and we're running ideas past each other. It's been really fun. So there you go. I, that sounds great. I still insist on good customer service, but I am growing <laughs> in other areas. Good for you, Leah. Thank you. I like it. I, I like, it that like it that it's a mother-son project, too. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. I enjoy talking to the kids about their work. So okay. uh, there you go.
2: Okay. Are you, do you have your calendar set July 23rd, 8, 8 p.m.? Are you going to watch it? Discovery Channel Week. Discovery Channels Shark Week. Is having the big event. This is this is Michael Phelps uh, versus the shark, the great white shark. Do you hear this, Liz? Do you know about okay, this?
1: Okay, this was another thing that I saw online that I just assumed was fake,
2: but no, this, this is, is real. Liz, this is a this thing. Is the, this is a real thing. It's a hundred meter open water race. Michael Phelps is uh, it's uh, you know off the coast of Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, Michael Shark, uh, Michael, shark <laughs> Michael Phelps is going to be racing a shark. How on so, earth is
1: that going to happen?
2: Uh, you know, they're, I think they're going to be in the I hope they're going to be in their separate lanes. That's what I would hope, yeah. well, That you know, that they're not going to be in it. But I mean, th- this is just. Why oh why? You know, Leon, you were just talking about you know great writers and performers and artists who are giving back because they want to mentor. You know, here is the greatest Olympian of all times, Michael Phelps, and he is doing like the giant, the just crazy
0: stunt. Okay, I think it's just awesome. Der- <laughs> I think it's
2: fantastic. Why wouldn't, oh. he want,
0: why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't she want to swim against a shark? You're Michael no, Phelps. I think, That's fantastic. I, mean, I don't. I, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, he, first of all, he's going to lose.
2: OK, can I just say that? Even his buddy, Ryan Lochte, 12-time Olympic medalist, <laughs> came out and said, no way in H-E double hockey sticks is uh, is Michael Phelps going to beat the shark. OK, so of course he's not going to. It's just like a horrible stunt. You're going to watch it and you're going to be like so disappointed because that that shark is really going to move through the water. You know that. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's, great. I, it's it just takes away. It's as if you know this past weekend, Roger Federer he won his eighth Wimbledon. You know, well, what if he they like had a tennis match and he had to play a big Alaskan grizzly? Okay,
0: yeah, so he <laughs> I might, think, get a couple, well, might get a couple. Bears can't play races. tennis, so bears can't play
2: tennis. That's... I know this is what I mean, Lian. So then, like the first, uh, you know, first uh, crossover changeover. You know, he's going to get eaten a lot. This is just, <laughs> I just I mean. I just I think it diminishes you know the the Olympic medal being an Olympic medalist it just turns him into like a circus act that's what I think
0: I, don't I couldn't I couldn't disagree more I think it's funny okay. I, I think okay. it's fun and funny I I bet he's curious I think he knows he's going to lose it's a shark for goodness sakes but <laughs> I think I your think goal he... in that scenario is just to survive yeah right. I think it's kind I mean... of an interesting challenge I don't know I I, I don't. I mean, again he won eight gold medals in a single Olympics. He can do whatever he wants. I think really, I think he's proven his athletic ability. I, I know other that. Man,
2: so why, just, why can't he just, but he doesn't have to do this. And he's pretending as if, you know, he had this big nerdy side as a child. And, you know, maybe he wanted to be a Marine biologist when he grew up. No, not Michael Phelps. <laughs> okay. all, he, all he did was swim and eat Subway sandwiches <laughs> and a little bad stuff, which we're not going to talk about. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, Julie, <laughs> (laughs) I'll ask you this though. I mean, are you going to watch it? I mean, I'd I'd watch it even if it's the kind of thing where even if you disapprove, you're going to
2: watch. Okay. I know. I just, okay. okay. Well, if you're going to watch, if you happen to be in Cape town, I just a shout out to a longtime satellite sister listener who posted on our Facebook page, something that I just think is an ingenious apparatus that you may want to use when you're bobbing in the waters off um off the coast there and those are floaty pants you have you seen these girls just yeah. imagine a life preserver but around your butt okay so it it enables you to just float gently in the water without uh without all the effort of treading water so mm-hmm. you may want to strap on some floaty pants to watch <laughs> the big race because yeah. it's all in the same category floaty pants michael phelps versus a shark okay roger Federer versus a bear. Okay, same thing.
1: (laughs) Okay, uh, as long as we're talking about water sports, uh, let's talk about water aerobics here for a second, (laughs) because I have a... um, Yes, let's, Liz. Just a very brief (laughs) Operation Sea Turtle update. Uh, You know, this is my health and fitness program that I've been undertaking since the beginning of the year. Uh, With some success, I might say, I'm really feeling good, enjoying myself. And one of the activities that I most enjoy is the deep water aerobics uh, that they teach at the Santa Monica College Pool uh, three days a week, uh, Tuesday night, Thursday night, and Sunday morning. Well, during the summer, uh, you know, instructors have different schedules. There are obviously more people at the pool during the summer. But our instructor, Cynthia, who everyone loves, you know how you're in an exercise class where everyone just Loves the instructor that's yes like, this yep. is like yes. forty men and women in floaty pants bobbing, <laughs> the floor, loving the Cynthia because she 's like a grown up normal person, and she just has a lot of fun with us, and she has good music. well, her daughter, who is not in school during the summer um created that created scheduling issues for her so she needed one of the like youngins who works during the week when she was uh scheduled to switch with her so that she could continue to teach the sunday class during uh during the summer even though her daughter was out but nobody would do that so all of her like young colleagues who don't have kids there's there was just no way it's a very entail <laughs> wow. start. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, oh, Julie, I'm telling you like a whole email list, uh, developed people. There's back channel communications, save Cynthia, reschedule Cynthia, who can work for Cynthia. Uh, anyway, that all failed. And so we now, as of this past Sunday, we had our new Sunday morning instructor, uh, whose name is Asher. Like I would say 20 something, perfectly nice guy. But he doesn't realize what he's dealing with in the, the the Cynthia fanatics bobbing around in the pool. And so there was a very small but powerful mutiny in the class on Sunday morning, which just made me laugh because – Here's what people that don't teach water aerobics a lot don't understand. Like, you know, when you're in any exercise class, you go to your corner of the floor or your corner of the pool and you just kind of stay there and you do your thing. So if I'm in the back far left corner, I'm always floating around the same people. Right. And so people just like to kind of stay put and do all of their exercises in one area, even though you're moving the whole time. Well, Asher decides, no, he's going to fill the class with a lot of doing laps around the pool. What really made me laugh is that he, like, instructed everybody to do it. Like, okay, now everyone just, like, high knee jog all the way around the perimeter of the pool. And nobody moved. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. Nobody did it, Leanne. They're like, nobody said, we're not doing that. Nobody said, Cynthia doesn't make us do that. Nobody said, we like our place in the pool. This is where I work out every Sunday morning in this corner right here. I'm not moving. It's just nobody moved. So he, like, checked his microphone to make sure that (laughs) his his microphone was working. Poor poor Asher. He didn't know. He he tried one more time to get everyone to, like, okay, how about clockwise instead of counterclockwise? thought maybe we were just misunderstanding the instructions. Oh. Asher did not realize he just had a mutiny on his hands, like we are just not going to do what you're telling us to do, Asher. So could we just move on to the exercises where we all like <laughs> stay in the same place
0: oh. anyway
1: i just I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the fact that you know the people had the power, and no, we were not going to go counterclockwise around the pool, and I also enjoyed thinking about Asher going back into the office afterwards and just saying to his twenty <laughs> something colleagues. What is the deal out there with those ladies? (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted them to go around in a circle. Nobody
0: did. I told them they're resisting, Liz. Totally, totally resisting. The resistance is strong in Santa Monica.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So you know, stay noisy, water aerobics people. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, (laughs) Just a minor little win for us. (laughs)
2: Well, you know, it's a rough world out there. And I would like to give a personal shout out uh, to the Duchess of Cambridge. This is my royal report. You know, one thing that Kate has done an excellent job doing maybe I don't know if you've noticed this. She is she is literal dressing. Can I say that again? I do know what old that means. Dressing, meaning that depending on what event she goes to, she wears clothes that kind of give a nod to that event. So let me break it down for you. Did you happen to notice at the finals uh, of Wimbledon what color was she wearing? Purple. White. I did notice. No, white. White, <laughs> because what color? <laughs> it was purple. a light purple. No, no, no. It was white. No, she was wearing a white. And then she wore earlier when she had been to some of the earlier rounds. She wore a white dress that had black polka dots, which is very, which were very reminiscent of ten- tennis balls. You know what? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> she doesn't overthink things. Like so, when she went to, had a nautical a sailing event, she had to go to. Showed up in a nautical outfit. Okay, that's easy. It's easy for us as people watchers to watch her at events where she is coordinating she just landed in poland did you see the lovely family getting off the plane okay she had a white dress on but what was princess charlotte wearing she was wearing red and white which is the colors of the polish flag okay okay she had a big event at at some museum where they were dedicating some new whale she wore uh, an aquatic theme a blue dress you see what i mean she went to the (laughs) chelsea i think we see what you mean It's simple. It's very simple. You have women staging a revolt in the pool, okay? (laughs) Just focus people, focus on simple things, okay? Chelsea flower show, garden show, she's wearing a floral design. Okay. You might want to add this to your life. It simplifies things when you don't know what to wear. What is what is the event about? There you go.
0: well i guess that dress is white it's got floral on the bottom i really on my tv it was reading like a lilac and i thought oh she's dressing because green and purple are the wimbledon colors so i said but okay all right it's white i'll give you that jewel there you go literal dressing try it literal
1: dressing it's a thing okay we'll we'll post the link i know you have a story from the british paper about that so we will post that in the show notes um all right. One quick uh, like headline news that I just wanted to share. Uh, I bought a new car this weekend, or actually I bought an old car this weekend, but I, it's, a,
2: it's new to me. Pre-owned. It's certified pre-owned, Leon, not mm. just pre-owned.
0: Yep. But and I'm just was- going
2: to guess, Liz. I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to guess you bought the same car that your sister Leon has. That, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just I don't know how you decided, but that's what I'm thinking happened. Am I right? We haven't well, discussed this before, I, right? We did. We, I don't know what kind of car no. you No, Okay.
1: I'm just going to tell you how I arrived at my decision, Julie. Okay. Because okay. it involved um, a focus group of Leon's sons. And uh, you know what car fanatics Brooks and Colin are. So a couple of Sundays ago when we were all together at the beach, you know, and Sheila was there and our niece Fiona was there, like – I turned to Brooks and Colin and asked for their car recommendations and they knew that they they had come prepared rightly and they knew. Yeah, they were excited. This was their their one shot. So Brooks suggested that I buy a car. He knew that I liked like a sporty wagon because that's what I had. I had a little sporty wagon. So he suggested that I buy the V90 Polestar, which is a Volvo and he's like, and it goes 150 miles an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> that's yeah, what you need, Liz. Yeah, but I don't. Um, but <laughs> So he's really he's selling me on this V90 Polestar. I look it up online. You need to go to Sweden to buy it. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, that would be fun. We could both go. And then we could drive around Europe. I thought that would be a really great idea. So that was Brooks's recommendation. The V90 Polestar, because it goes 150 miles an hour and you get a free trip to Sweden to buy it. And then um, Colin, Colin was concernedly and because you had told them that I was thinking of buying the countryman version of the Mini Cooper. Right. Yeah. They And, and your your whole crew was just outraged at that. Right. That they're,
0: they're, yeah, they're purists. They, yeah. don't, they don't believe in any of the brand extensions for the Mini. You're yes. either going to buy the Mini or you're not going to buy the Mini. Yeah. No brand extensions. No Clubman, no Cartman, no whatever the other three or four brand extensions are. They're cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Cartoonish. Yes, that was a word that was thrown around in the, in the discussion. <laughs> Why would you want a Maxi Mini? The whole point of having a Mini. And I had told them, like, what I was looking for was a, a wagon, uh, four-wheel drive, uh, um, but fun to drive, you know, that was my combo. And that's why I thought the Countryman would be interesting. And, uh, that's when Colin said to me, Aunt Liz, you are an interesting person and you need an interesting car. Oh, <laughs> so quite the compliment way to go. I guess it's a compliment, but that's a challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I was getting rid of my little Audi wagon that I loved. So, so you were correct, Julie, what I ended up <laughs> <laughs> I basically, I had a 2007 Audi wagon. I looked at the new version of that car, the 2017, and they've made it bigger since 2007. And I didn't want a bigger car. I liked it that it was a little wagon. So I realized that the 2015s that are all coming back now off leases were not bigger. So I bought a used 2015. Uh, and, but here was, here was the part I am most proud of. I don't feel really that strongly about the exterior color of a car. Like, what do I care? Really, not that important. But the interior, I hate... Black interiors are really dark interiors, because here in Southern California, it just makes the car so hot. Why do all cars get made with dark interiors now? So I was checking on the Internet for where I could find a loaded 2015 Audi wagon, but with a light colored interior. They're super rare out in the wild,
2: Julie. I don't know if you knew that. I, I didn't know that, Liz, but it's amazing. You can, you know, just fire up the Google and find things like this. Fire yep. up
1: the Google, and I found one in Palo Alto, California.
2: <laughs> so, I, so, I, so you're taking your nephew to Palo Alto rather than to Sweden. <laughs> rather than Sweden. No, so what? I, so I like I went back and forth
1: with them. I decided, yeah, this is. Like ninety percent this is the car that I want, but buying a car over the phone that you haven't actually seen or driven seems a little shaky. So uh so last Friday morning I got up early, I flew to San Francisco, which costs like ten dollars now from Los Angeles, right? So I, I, I flew to San Francisco. <laughs> flew to San Francisco, went to the Palo Alto mm-hmm. uh dealer there. I had a uh, a backstory. I didn't want him to think that I was a sure thing. I wanted him to know that I might not buy this car. So I told him I was in the valley for meetings
2: right (laughs)
1: oh wow you
2: know Liz, not everyone can pull that off but (laughs) you are credible because you you know you you attend summits and meetings all the time so yes i want
1: him to think that i was being interviewed to be ceo of uber or something you know and i'm just maybe while i'm here i'll buy a car because i'll be moving here to run uber uh anyway so uh beautiful light gray interior on this car Ooh. just like exactly what i wanted low mileage loaded but the exterior volcano red julie i now own a <laughs> volcano red car and i love it so i flew to san francisco i bought the car
2: and i just drove it home <laughs> i just, it's <laughs> drove it over last, last friday <laughs> well, I think it is as your nephew said. You're an interesting person, and you bought an interesting car, Liz. <laughs> anyway,
1: I'm very, very happy. The only uh, snafu I had on the drive home, you know, you're driving through the super hot Central Valley of California, where in Bakersfield on Friday it was 109 degrees, oh, and nice. I, I did, I did have to stop and get from gas, get some gas. I could not for the life of me figure out how to open the gas cap.
0: Oh, it's almost so simple. It's It's so simple. It's old school. It's just a push. There's no inside button at all. Exactly. Yep. It's old yeah, school. it's so old school, it yeah. never dawned
1: on me. Yeah. So I looked everywhere for the button. I kept getting out of the car and then putting my head back in. I went over to the passenger side. That's taking like 10 minutes, 109 degrees out, and now I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> then I get out the owner's manual. I'm reading the owner's manual, like, where is the button to open the gas tank? <laughs> and I look like an idiot. Now I'm really sweating. Finally, I find, like, on page 222 of the uh, of the owner's manual, oh, yeah, you just... Push it in and it pops. Yeah, pops open. And... Just like the old days. Anyway, there you go. Super happy. Volca- <laughs> volcano red. That's what <laughs> volcano I. Volcano red. There. Can't wait I... to see that. I might have to drive it out to Pasadena, Lee, and so that, um, so that Colin can tell me, can tell me if it is backed to an interesting car for an interesting person. Okay. All right. Uh. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now here we are at the end of the show. One last thing I wanted to mention. This is just an entertainment note. I had put this in my uh, Twitter over the weekend. The, I went to see a great movie on Sunday afternoon, and it was a filmed version of the Broadway show Falsettos. And so this was it was nominated for a bunch of Tonys this year, uh, but it had already closed by the time it was in the Tony Awards. And it's a revival of a musical that was kind of um, it was written when when the AIDS epidemic um, was first sort of sweeping through the creative community. So early 80s uh, is when this originally ran. And it's the story of a man who leaves his wife for a lover but then they have a, an extended family they have a son and so it's actually like a really it's a beautiful family story with i will warn you a somewhat sad ending but it's um the star is Christian borrell who if you know anything about broadway so he just won the tony for charlie on the chocolate factory but he was in something rotten peter and the star catcher anyway they were only Smash. playing it at a P theaters Oh, yeah. Smash on NBC. Mm -hmm. Right. So they were only playing it in the movie theaters for three days over this past weekend. But it did so well that they have extended it. So if you really want to see a great Broadway production of a really powerful, interesting musical, everyone in my theater, the two teenage girls next to me
2: were like, sobbing at the end oh okay that's a good recommendation
1: Liz Courtney and I were sniffling very loudly but they were actually sobbing but really charming funny so falsettosandcinema.com is where you can find out if it's playing near you anyway if you want a a totally different kind of movie theater experience to get a a taste of Broadway Uh, I recommend it and it's I think it's going to have a few more shows this month and then it will probably be gone forever until and ultimately, it will air on PBS sometime this fall. But it's great to see it in a big movie theater. I recommend it.
0: Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Wow, that is a full show. That is, yeah. <laughs> Cook Julie, I know you have to get back to Nana Camp. What's on the docket for this afternoon? What are you taking? We're
2: on? we're renting bikes. We're going to ride uh, ride along the Yampa River. Uh, that's uh, the big activity for the morning, uh, and then swimming this afternoon, and of course, checkers. <laughs>
0: Checkers. <laughs> Just, it's fun check you checkers are fun board board games in general are fantastic yes board yeah. games are great they're great and they're making a comeback so that's good all right Liz you have any plans for the rest of the week um you know I got the other podcast I hit my boss sure and I got the got the water aerobics yeah so okay this, here
1: here's the good news <laughs> Cynthia still teaches the Tuesday class so uh <laughs> phew <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> okay. Keep us posted on that list. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Keep us posted.
1: Mutiny in deep water aerobics. You don't see that headline very often. (laughs) Nope.
0: Stay noisy, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at satellitesisters.com. If you like the podcast, we'd love to have you rate us on iTunes and, uh, you know, say positive things about us and share the podcast with the people you know and love. Um, that's what we like to do, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. At any speed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're the Satellite Sisters at any speed. All right, sisters, have a good week. You too, Leanne. You too. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.